Gemara Yibamot Daf Lamed Zayin Am Masechet being studied for the Refuah Shelema Shemon Ben Simcha El Narefana Lo Betoch Sharchon Amo Yisrael Amen. We begin today's Daf on Lamed Vav Amud Bet, and we are going to start uh, about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lines of the bottom, starting with the first word on the line. Amar Le Rav we're talking about now the child is born. Now certain children are considered viable. Viable means they'll live. And certain children are not considered viable. What does it depend on? If they make it 30 days. So if they make it 30 days out of the womb... So that's considered a viable child. That now if the child dies after 30 days, the wife will not be subject to Yibum because she had a viable child because the child lasted for 30 days. So the Gemara makes a diuk. But if the child did not make it for 30 days, so then it is at least a safek. Now she points out, we're talking about over here, where lo kalu lo hodashab, which means if it was a full-term baby, then it doesn't matter when the child dies. Full-term is full-term. Therefore, it's viable regardless. But we're talking about over here where it wasn't full-term, and now outside the womb, it doesn't last for 30 days. There we have a safek, if the child is a nefil or not. Ve'itmar... And we have a statement. Let's say the child of the Ibama died within 30 days. And she went and she got married to somebody from the Shuk. Now she shouldn't have done that. Because since it's a Safek, she should take a Halitza from one of the brothers. Because again, if the child is not viable, then she's subject to Halitza at least. But she did, she went and she took a kiddushin from somebody from the shuk. So now the deen is, im Yisraelu, if she went and took a kiddushin from Yisrael, holetzet, let her go take a halitza from one of the brothers, and then she could consummate the marriage with the Yisrael. There's no problem. Then she can go along and uh, uh, continue. Now she says over here, im eshet Yisraeli, David, Right, no harm done. Let them make a halitza with one of the brothers, let her, and then she could consummate the marriage. After all, a Yisrael is mutar be halutza. However, the Gemara says, Vim eshet kohen hi, if she's the wife of a kohen, ena holetzet. Why? Because the halitza is going to ruin it. Why is it going to ruin it? Because once she takes a halitza from the brother, she cannot go back to the Kohen. Why? Because the Kohen, just like he's asur to marry a girusham in the Uraita, he's asur to marry a halutza with Rabbanan. So therefore, uh, the deen is over there that im eshet koheni ena holetzet. No halitza. Rabbi Meshar Shia Meshemed de Rabbi Meshar Shia said the name of Rabbi Ahat Zu. So Rabbi Shashi has an opinion of Rabbah. You got to make halitza in both cases. And 
miskin, the eshet kohen, the kohen is not going to be able to consummate now. Once the halitza is done, the kohen is stuck. So Gabbana says, Amman de Ravina le Rabbesharshia. Ravina tells Rabbesharshia, Beurta Amar Ravahachi. Last night in the Bet Midrash, you're right. Rava said that what? Both of them have to make a halitza, whether it's eshet Yisrael or eshet kohen. However, Ubsafra Hadarbe. But in the morning, when he came to the Beit Midrash, he slept on it, he came the next morning, and he retracted. And he came along and said that if she's married to Eshet Kohen, no Halitza necessary, and therefore what? She can just consummate the marriage. So Amarnera Meshashia said, very nice, Sharitu. <laughs> You're saying that this is permissible, that you have a lady that's a Safek, if she needs a halitza, and you're just saying, forget about the halitza, and she can just stay with the kohen, very nice. That the next heter, you'll give it to let us, let us eat chalif. That was a sarcastic way of saying, what kind of heter is this over here? Already you're giving heterim, that we can eat chalif tomorrow also. So now the Gemara has a question. <clears throat> now let's review these cases. Remember we learned on yesterday's daf that if a lady is nursing or a lady is mi'ubedet, so you're not allowed to marry her until she finishes at least for 24 months in order to nurse the baby. So we said, let's say a person didn't wait. He didn't wait. He made a kiddushin on a mineket or on a mi'ubedet. And now we said what? Le kohen. Let's say the guy was a kohen. Mahu. Now, we said, when it came to Yisrael, we told them, okay, what's the problem? Give a divorce, and then you'll wait the 24 months, and then after 24 months, you can take her back. There's no problem. However, that's not going to help by a Kohen. Because if you're going to say by a Kohen, divorce her, and then wait 24 months, you can't take her back. So the She'elah is, Mi abud Kohen, Just like we just said over here by the case of the Halitza, we waive the Halitza because we don't want to ruin the Kohen. So therefore, maybe we'll also waive the get, because we don't want to ruin the Kohen. The Kohen married, he went against the law. He married Mineket Havero, Me'obedet Havero. And therefore, maybe we're not going to matzlich a get, just like we're not matzlich a halitza. Yabara says, Amar Neh, Rav Hoshayan said to Rav Hashayah, Is this comparable? Bishlamahatam, in the case of the halitza, Kevan, the Ikarabbanan, the Panigi Aleh, the Rabban, Shem'on, Migamliel. <laughs> introduces another opinion that we didn't know. There's an opinion that says a Valad that came out of the womb. Even if it didn't live 30 days, it's considered viable. That's the opinion of Rabbanan. Okay? They argue on so since we have an opinion, at least in the world, the Rabbanan's opinion, not a small opinion, that holds what? That the child is Vlad Kayama, even though it died within 30 days. So therefore what? This lady that got married to the Kohen, she's okay, according to the Rabbanan. Which means she's not subject to Yibum. The child is viable, there's no Yibum, the marriage to the Kohen is legitimate. So therefore, we can rely on Rabbanan if it was done already that we're not going to matzlich again because then it will ruin her legabe the Kohen. Why? Because we can rely on the Shita of Rabbanan. Because you have somebody to rely on. However, in the case of Me'uberet Umineket, 
אבל האחה כמן נעביד. Who do you want to follow? We saw the opinion yesterday. Can it be Meir? Ha'amar yotziv ve'lo ya'zir olamit. Remember the Meir on yesterday's daf? His opinion was we cannot the guy that, forget about uh, uh, divorce and take her back. Divorce and you cannot take this lady back forever. So they were quoted to be Meir. He's more strict. Ve'ikra banan ha'amniget. And the banan said, <clears throat> no, you don't have to be so strict. You need to get and take her back. But we don't have any lenient opinions so therefore there's no room to be lenient by a Kohen. Which means, if the Kohen ultimately married the Me'uberet and the Mineket, he has to give her a get, and that's it. He cannot take her back. Itmar, we have a statement. Ubarah. Okay, now we got another case over here. A guy, let's say, <coughs> he made Kiddushin to the Almana or to the Gidusha within three months. Now normally we learn what? You have to wait the three months of Havchana. He didn't wait. He went against the Takana. And then what did he do? He ran away. Now the guy ran away. So what's the deal with this guy? That the Medin puts him in Nidui. And therefore, they force him to give a Girushin. What's in Nidui? They can't do business with him. They cannot uh, uh, be in his for Amor. And they excommunicate him. Why are they doing this then? Because he went against the Takana. And therefore, they force him to give a get. The Hadamar, which means Adraba. The fact that he ran away shows us. That he doesn't want to get married yet. He doesn't want to consummate the marriage yet. He made a kiddushin. He'll wait the 24 months. And then he'll, uh, or he'll wait, whatever, not the 24, the three months. He'll wait the three months. And then he'll make a, a nisuin. So therefore, there's no need to put, put any dui on the guy. The guy ran away. He didn't do anything yet. He made a kiddushin. He didn't consummate. The Gemara comes up and says, And there was actually a case like this. That his running away actually is enough that we do not have to put him in Nidui. Okay, now we go back to a quote from the Mishnah. Sefeg ben Tish'ah. Larishon, Sefeg ben Shiva Laharod. Remember we said in the Mishnah, you have a Sefeg. We don't know where the kid came from. It means a guy married two months after uh, the guy got divorced. He didn't wait three months. He went two months. And now what happened, nine, seven months later, the, uh, a baby was born. You don't know if it's a nine-month baby from the first or a seventh-month baby from the second. So you have a sefek where the baby comes from. So the deen is over here. We said, since you shouldn't have married her within three months, you'll see the valat is kasher. There's nothing wrong with the kid. We're going to say in a minute, the kid can even become a kohen gadol if the, if the parents were kohanim. There's no problem with the kid. Because no matter what father he comes from, it's all kasher. The only issue is over here, the uh, parents are going to be hayav, the the, the second marriage is going to be Hayab in Asham Talui. Why? Because uh, it's possible that what? That he was with Eshet, uh, Eshet Ah. And therefore, we're not sure. We're not sure. And therefore, because we have, we have a Safik. If the child belongs to the first one, it's Eshet Ah. It means no Yibum. If the child is to the second one, Mitzvah Yibum. Since it's Safik, you can't bring a Korban Hatat. Because Korban Hatat, you only bring on a Vadai. But Shekhar over here, since we don't know, so he has to be a Asham Talui. Amar le Rabal Rab Nachman. What do you mean? Why is it a Safik? Hala lema. 
הלך אחר רוב נשים, ורוב נשים לתשעה ילדן. ויעברוב אובי היה, רוב נשים give birth after what? Nine months. And therefore, why don't you assume that what? It is indeed a nine-month baby. If it's a nine-month baby, that means it's the Yavam's baby. It's not the original baby. And therefore, what? Vadai, he went with Eshetah. Because already, uh, 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 if it's a nine-month baby, I'm sorry, it's, it's the deceased. If it's a nine-month baby, it's the deceased baby. And therefore, what? The dean is over there. Vadai, he went with Eshetah. Because if it's a deceased's baby, there's no Yibum. And if there's no Yibum, he definitely went with Eshet Ah. So why are you telling me that you bring a Safik Asham Talui? You should bring a Hatat. I mean, he definitely did it. If you go with Rov Nashim, so therefore the Yabam went with Eshet Ah Sheyesh Lo Ben. Eshet Ah Sheyesh La Ben is a Isur. And if he did it, Hatat, not Asham. Remember If you say love girls give birth at nine, so therefore it's the first, it's the deceased husband because she gave birth at, he got married within two, right? And right. she she gave okay. birth seven months later. So if you say it's nine, it's the first husband who just dies a right. uh, 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 baby, and that means what? There's no yaboom. And that means he ah. definitely went with Eshet Ah. Eshet Ah. And if he went with Eshet Ah, there's no Asham Talu on that Vadai. There's a Kurban. Hatat. Yabara says, Amar So Rabban comes along and answers, Neshedidan Lishiv'ai Yaldan. He said, No, no, no. Our wives, they give birth after seven. The Gabara says, Amar Leh of Nahman tells him, Neshedid Kuhaburu Bada Alma. <laughs> Very nice. I'm happy in Rabbah's family that they give birth after seven. But Rabbah's family clearly does not uh, make the robe of the uh, of the world. So the Yabara says, no, no, you don't misunderstood what I meant. Amar amina. Rob nashim yaldan You're right. Majority is nine. Umi'ut the shiv'ah. And the minority is seven. But all, this is the key. All ladies that give birth at Tisha at nine, Ubara Nikar You'll already see the pregnancy will show at already three months. If she's going full term, then already you'll see it at the three months. And this lady, since it was not Ukar Ubara. <laughs> it wasn't noticeable. <laughs> so it breaks the rov of rov nashim. Now we have a safek. And that's why she has to bring a korban asham talui. Again, the Gemara is saying, since all ladies show when they're having a nine month, and this lady didn't show, so therefore it breaks the rov. And now we're going to have a safek if it was the first or second. The Gemara says, I don't know what you're talking about. Ikol hayoledet netesha'ah ubara nikar lishlishameha medelohu kar lishlishameha ubera vaday bar shiv'ah lebatra'ah 
if you tell me all ladies show if it's a nine month, all ladies, and this lady didn't show, so what does that prove to you? That means it's a seven month and a second. So if it's a seven month and a second, so there's no problem over in Bechlal. Exactly, you don't even in Hashem Tanui. There's no problem. So the Gabbara said, oh, we have to make an adjustment. Ela Ema, Rova Yoled in the Tisha'ah. <laughs> which means the majority of ladies show at three months if it's a nine month not all majority and since she didn't show so now that rov is already itra it's weakened and therefore it's a good chance that it comes from the second but it still can come from the first and therefore we have a safek, and therefore asham talui. Now we go further to the next gemara tanuda banan. Now again, we're in a case over here. We have a safek ben tishan safek ben le'acharon. Now let's discuss the status of this child tanuda banan rishon raudi yot kohen gadol. If both fathers were kohanim. I don't care where the child comes from, whether he comes from the deceased husband, whether he comes from the, the second husband, it doesn't matter. The fact that he married, uh, we have a sefik, he married early, he married within two months, three months, <clears throat> that only puts a sefik who the kid's father is. But he's kasher memanafshach. Bo- both, both sides, he's kasher. He can even be a kohen gadol if his parents are, if his father is a kohen. Rishon Raudiot Kohen Gadol. However, Vishini Mamzer Misafek. But let's say they have another child. He stays married, this guy, the second guy. Now he has a second kid. Now the second kid, hold it. We don't know if that first kid belonged to the deceased husband. If that belonged to the deceased husband, now you're with Eshet Ah. And going with Eshet Ah now is Isud Karet. And therefore, what you are creating a maybe a mamzer. So if they have a second kid, the second kid is safek mamzer, because that now again we don't know the first kid. So we might have checked if he belongs to the first deceased husband. Good luck. Second husband. Good luck. His status is always good because we might have checked. He's okay. He can be a coin gadol. But if they have another child, now another child that's going to depend on what the first kid was. If the first kid belonged to the deceased. This second child over here now is a product of Eshet Ah. Eshet Ah Yisud Karet. And that means that child is a possible, possible Mamzer. So therefore, again, because if, if, this, if, the, if the first child belonged to the second, so then the second child is 100% Kashir. So therefore, we have a Safik Mamzer on the second child. That's called Mamzer Miss Safik. And we'll see what the law is when it comes to a Mamzer Miss Safik. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, and Mamzer Besafek. Kaka, Klal Gadol be Yahadut. And Mamzer Besafek. So the Gemara says, My Ka'amar. Well, we don't know what that Klal Gadol means even. My Ka'amar. What are you talking about? So the Gemara says, We're going to have a Mahlokan over here between Abaye and Rabbah. Let's get Abaye first. Abaye, Amar Abaye. Haki Ka'amar. Rishon Raudiyot Kohen Gadol. That doesn't change. Everybody agrees the first kid can be a Kohen Gadol. Shini safik mamzer ve asur be mamzeret. Aha. That we have a hadush over here. That when is the Torah telling us that what? That a mamzer can marry a mamzer. 
That's all. And a mamzer cannot come into the kahal. That's over here a mamzer vaday. However, this guy over here is a safek mamzer. On one side, he might be a, he might be kosher. Safek mamzer is forbidden to go with a mamzeret. That's the first opinion. Which means, he's not considered a safek for halakhic purposes, even though he is a safek. But in his understanding, a safek is like a vaday. And just like a vaday mamzer can marry a mamzeret, a safek mamzer also can marry a mamzer, which means <coughs> he is lenient marrying mamzer, just like a vaday mamzer can marry into the mamzer. That's the way Abaye learned. So get it good. According to Abaye, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov is lenient mamzer. However, Rabbi says, no. That doesn't change. The first kid could be even Ra'oi to be Kohen Gadol. Vesheni mamzer vaday misafek umutebe mamzeret. According to Rabbah, the first opinion, which is Tanakama, is the lenient opinion that allows safek mamzer, treats it like a vaday mamzer, therefore can marry a mamzeret. However, it is a bi Eliezer and Yaakov, that's Mahmir. And vaday mamzer misafek. You can't make a vaday from a safek. So therefore it comes out we have a fantastic on what the opinion of Rabbi Ezer Ben Yaakov is. Abaye holds what? That actually Rabbi Ezer Yaakov is coming to be lenient. That what? Safek Mamzer is mutar just like a Madai Mamzer. Masheikan Rava was being strict. Now, what is the mahloket over here? Why is Rabbah and Abaye arguing in the opinion of Rabbi in the Ezer bin Yaakov? I'll tell you the mahloket, Gemara says. It all has to do on how they understood the opinion of another rabbi, Rabbi El Azar. Nitnan, famous Mishnah at the end of Kiddushin. Rabbi El Azar Omer. Bi al Azar said, Vadaan be Vadaan Mutar. That means if you have people that are Vadai Asur, the Vadai Asur can marry a Vadai Asur. Of course, Vadai Vadai, no problem. However, Vadaan Bisfekan, a Vadai to a Safek, meaning similar is Safek Asur, or Sifekan be Vadai. Or let's say men that are asur misafek to marry a vaday usfekan misfekan. Or if, let's say both the man and the woman are safek asur. Why? Because the safek might be kasher, and if the safek is kasher, even, even safek safek. <laughs> Which means if one of them is, uh, is, 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 if you say it's kasher, it's good. But if you say it's safek is asur, so therefore you're gonna have a, a problem. So therefore. He holds only vadais are permissible with each other, but if there's a safek on any of the stadim, it is forbidden asud. And these are the cases of safek. Number one, shetuke. What is shetuke? We know who the mother is, but we don't know who the father is. 
the mother always tells the kid to keep quiet. We see, he says, Daddy. The mother says, keep quiet. Because the mother knows that not, that might not be the, uh, the father. That might be the father, and that's the case of uh, Zenut. So therefore, the mother's always telling the kid, don't call him daddy, keep quiet. Shh, it's okay. So that's a case where we don't know who the father is. And therefore, the kid might be a mamzer. Asufer, we collected him from the shuk. We don't know who his father or his mother is. And therefore, who knows? Maybe he, he was conceived from a psul. The kuti. Why the kutis? Uh, Safek, because the Kutis over here, they don't respect the tradition of Kiddushin Bekesef and Bekiddushin Bishtar. They don't believe the tradition, because we learned that from Pesukim. They don't, they don't, they don't Doresh Pesukim, these guys. So therefore, if a man in Kuti land is going to give Kesef Kiddushin to a lady, we hold it's married. They hold nothing. And therefore, they'll let that lady now go marry somebody else, even though it's Eshet, Ish, according to us. Therefore, the children over there are Mamzerim. So therefore, in the Kuti world, there's a lot of Sefekiot, and therefore, <coughs> they're considered that as well. Bamar of Yehuda, Amar Rab, Rab said, Halakha Kerebi El Azar, which means what? The Sefekot are forbidden. Sefe- only Badais are permitted with Badais. When we said this, in the name of Shemuel, Amarli, he said, what are you talking about? We learned in the Braita in Kiddushin. With ten different types of families that were lineaged or not lineaged that came from Bavel. That's Born from a Kohen that went with a lady that is Pesula. And therefore they consider Pesule Kehuna. Halali. Gere is Gerim. Harure is Evet Kenani. That's free. Mamzere that came from Arayon. Netine. These they give Onim. They give Onim. Yoshua made them as wood choppers and water drawers. They don't have, they are converts. Shetu Keva Sufi. We just learned what they are. Now look what Hillel said. Vechulan Mutarim Labo. They are permissible to marry into each other. Don't learn that literally. No, 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 no. You have to read it in groups, which means the first groups can marry into each other. However, when you come to the second ones, read the Rashi over here. Very important, Ashi. Let me just stop. Let me just make you the question. I'll, I'll make the question, then we'll just learn the statement. <coughs> Hillel is saying, which includes the Sefekot going with the Badais. And therefore, you see what? How could you come along and tell me that was Oser Sefekot? Hillel clearly says, That's the question that Shemuel has uh, uh, against uh, Rav. Rav was Posekwa. 
And what does Rabbi Azar uh, hold? Rabbi Azar bin uh, Rabbi Azar bin Yaakov. He holds that what? Sorry, he holds like Rabbi Azar that what? That vadais are asur b'safik. Okay, being mahmir. But what? You're going against Hillel. Hillel said the kulam mutarim zimbas, and included on that list is what? Safikot. So how could you posek like Rabbi Azar lahmir when you're going against Hillel? Now let's just read the Rashi. Where you up to? Kuanim. Levi'im Yisraelim mutarim zebazer. Levi'ev Yisraeli chalale gereb harure abadim mishuvarim mutarim zebazer. Ah, so you see, we take off the Kuanim when it comes to this last, the second part. Because Kuanim obviously cannot marry uh, uh, halalim and all this other stuff over there. So when it comes to Levi'ev Yisrael chalale gereb and abadim mishuvarim mutarim zebazer, no problem. Continue. Gereb, gereb harure, mamzere, mutine. That's not right there. Mamzereh and Shetukeh. Now Shetukeh is a Safek. So you're allowing a Mamzereh to go with a Safek. And vice versa. So then what do you see from this over here? Hillel was Matir, the Safek God. So how could you tell me that you're forsaking like the Bil Azar? That's Osir. Hillel was Matir. Now continue the Gemara. So Gemara explains. Now we're going to square everything up. Abaye is going to hold like Shemuel the Amar Alakha Kehillel. Let's stop right there. If Alakha is like Kehillel, what does that mean? That Sifikot Amutar Lavo, meaning a Safek Mamzer can marry a Vadai Mamzer. And that's why Mukilar Bili Ezer bin Yaakov Alibadil Cheta. And that's why when he learned the Braita above, that quoted the Bili Ezer bin Yaakov, he learned him to be Mekel. To come along and say, Safek is mutar bevadai. Why? Ki echi denot tikshi hilcheta hilcheta. We have a rule, Rabotai. Rabbi Le'ezer ben Yaakov mishnato kav venaki. What's it kav venaki? Kav venaki means, he didn't say too many halakhot. Kav meaning they're measured. But whatever he said, naki, it's clean. Therefore, we don't want to make Rabbi Le'ezer ben Yaakov against the halakha. Halakha is a kalil. You want to make a mishnato kav eno naki? So therefore, what Abaye do? Abaye has an opinion of Rabbi Azim Yaakov. He wants to square it with Hillel. And what did Hillel say? Hillel said, Safek mutar bevadai. Nachen, Abaye says, Gab Rabbi Azim Yaakov holds like that also. Because we hold like Rabbi Azim Yaakov. We want to make Rabbi Azim Yaakov benaki. We pass it like Rabbi Azim Yaakov. And therefore, we don't want to make him against Hillel. So therefore, Abaye made Shalom between Rabbi Azim Yaakov and... so therefore he made Rabbi Le'ezer Mahmir, so he'll be following Rabbi Al-Azhar. Why? The main rule over here is we don't want Rabbi Le'ezer Ben Yaakov to be against the Halakha, because Mishnato Kavinaki. So the question is, what's the Halakha? So since Rab is posek Lahmir like Rabbi Al-Azhar, and Rabbi Al-Azhar all Safik is Asur Beva. Die. So therefore, we make them be the Eliyaz ben Yaakov also Mahmir, that he can be Aliba del Cheta. Now we continue. Amar Abaye. 
Benamina la de chuspekal Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov kevaday mashvile. Where do I know? Zabiya talking. Zabiya held that Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov that Rabbi Eliezer was machbir. How do I know that any sefek meaning he allowed? I'm sorry, it was mekel. He allowed a sefek to marry the vaday. How do I know that he's lenient that we treat a sefek like a vaday? Rabbi, he says, I'll tell you why. Rabbi, the Ezra Yaakov Amir. Anashim Harbe. Okay, you have a tzaddik over here. The guy went with many ladies. Okay, Azak Baruch. He doesn't know which ladies he went with. Vechenhi. You have a tzaddik on the other side. She comes along. Many, many men went with her. She doesn't know where she got pregnant from. Nimsa. Which means, since we don't know who the father is over here, so therefore it could happen over here that you could have incest. You could have a brother marrying his sister because we have no idea who the father is. Oh, and the whole world is going to be filled with what? Mamzerim. What are you talking about? These guys, these are safek. And you see the Bil Ezra holds that even the safek mamzer is a and the land will be filled with zima. What is the zima? Meaning sefik mamzerim, which is considered like mamzerim. Now, what is Rabbi going to say? Because Rabbi was the one that said, "No, sefik mamzer is not like a vaday mamzer." The Rabbi Amar haki kaamar zumahi. Not that it's going to be mamzerim. Umalar zima, not mamzerim. Just what? Sefekot. Zima. Zemahi. Who is it? But it's still a sefek. And a sefek is not going to be permissible with a <coughs> badai. So it's about, look at how to learn the word zima. Is zima mamzerim? Like the first opinion of Abaye. Or no zima. Zema. It's just a sefek. And if you have no raya, that a sefek mamzer is mutar. It is a Beautiful. Yater alken amara bili ezer ben Yaakov. Lo yisa adam isha b'mdinazu. A person should not marry a lady in one country. Ve'yelek b'yisa isha b'mdinat acheret and go marry another lady in a different country. Why? Shema is davguzelazer. Maybe the kids <coughs> will meet. Now they don't know that they have the same father. This guy went with a lady in America. And then he went to Australia and he went with a lady in Australia. What happens? He has kids from both wives. One day the kids are going to be on the trip. And they're going to meet each other. And they say, oh, you know what? They're getting along. Of course they're getting along with each other. They're brother and sister. That's where they get along. And now it ends up happening. They end up Marrying each other. So the Gemara says, <coughs> What are you talking about? When Rav used to go to Dardashir, they would make an announcement. Who wants to marry the rabbi for one day? Rav Nachman ki ikla l'shknesiv, and Rav Nachman used to go to shknesiv, machriz, v'amar man havyan liyoma. The rabbis did not want to be married even without a day. They left their wife home. They have yetzirah, they don't want the yetzirah to affect them. 
So therefore, they would make an announcement. Who wants to marry the rabbi for a day? What do you see, but? They had a wife in one place, and they have a wife in a different place. And you just told me that you're not allowed to be married to two wives in two different places. So how did these rabbis over here come along and do this uh, item over here? Shani Rabbanan de Peki Hashemayu, Dachamima famous, and everybody calls their children after them. And therefore, oh, this is the son of Hacham Ploni. This is the daughter of Hacham Ploni. Nobody's going to make a mistake when it comes to this. So the daughter and the son, even though they come from uh, the same father, it'll be known. It will be known. Now the Gemara says, wait, technical problem. What did they do? They came to the city. And they said, okay, who wants to marry the Hacham for the day? Now we have a law of Once you tell a lady, will you marry me? What happens? When it's Paisan, she accepts. You cannot marry her that day. She has to wait Zayin Nikim, seven clean days. Why? Because we're worried about what's called Dam Himud. Dam Himud. When the lady already gets uh, uh, the proposal, so she gets excited. She gets excited that she's going to be with this man. We're worried that some blood might be extracted from the womb, and therefore makes a nida. So therefore, the halakha says, even when you make a proposal today, she doesn't become permissible until a week later. So how did these rabbis come to the city and say, who wants to marry me today? It's not going to work. It's not, it's not going to work because you have to wait anyway seven days. Says, they would send messengers before. You ever see the sign? Sadiq Malair. That's what the signs mean. Sadiq Malair. They're giving a warning over here. Sadiq Malair. <coughs> so the girls will be ready, which means the girls will be ready. So therefore, by the time they get there, the seven days uh, are up. They send a messenger from before. And therefore, uh, when the uh, hachamim uh, uh, get there, it's already past the seven days. So therefore, you don't have to worry about dam hamud. Uh, when the rabbi gets there, it says he's machriz man habiyali yomah. It sounds like it's it's impulsive. Like there's other words, someone no, pops out of nowhere. No, no, no. There he'll pick he'll pick the girl. He'll pick the girl. Maybe he'll pick the girl. Should the him go along and they make an answer to two three girls? Let's say the rabbi's coming. Be prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared. And then he comes along and he says, okay, which one now? Who's, 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 whatever, which one's ready? Okay, but they're ready and prepared. They're, but basically, they're holding by day seven. That's the point. <coughs> Another answer. The rabbis didn't go with these ladies. They just secluded themselves with them. They just made Yehud with them. So they didn't need them to be Tahor. They didn't need to be Tahor. I thought the whole reason was what? <coughs> in order they shouldn't have Yetzirara. Because they want to have a wife with them. If they're not going to be pure, what is it going to help that they have Yehud? But it says this beautiful answer. We have the rule, the bread in the basket. You can't compare to somebody that has bread in his basket to somebody that does not have the bread in the basket. Now, I don't understand this. They're trying to say, he's good, he's got. What do you mean he's good, he's got? This lady over here is not permissible to him. What kind of bread in the basket is that? That's like having money in the bank, but the bank account is frozen. So that's not considered money in the basket. The bank account is frozen. 
So therefore, let's read the Rashi over it to see if we can get a, a, a nice answer to this. Read the Rashi, Dibura Matril, Man Havyal El Yoma. Now, why did Rashi have to say a case li yamim How did Rashi know that this rabbi is staying for more than one day? Maybe he's coming for one day. And then Rashi was saying because <clears throat> later on it's going to say yes pat You only have pat if he waits after the seven days. So then, but that's what a papa story, which means he knows that she's going to become permissible to him because he's going to be there for a certain amount of days. So since he's going to be there for a certain amount of days, she'll be permissible to him. So therefore, in his mind, already the answer is, is control. That's why Rashi went out of his way to say, in order to explain the uh, deen of Pat Besalov. Now look at the question. How can you make your hood with this lady over here? Forget about the other laws. We have a law over here for Shisha is in Ida. We know the law that says if a, if a, if a kala is persa nida under the chupa, he yoshevet ben hanashim, who yoshevet shokevet ben hanashim. Yehud is forbidden, forbidden. So this lady over here, she saw dam chimud. They're going, oh, they're making Yehud. What's a Yehud? A shem Yehud. Yehud is asur. So Tosfot says, kelo prekamat chumot, gab gab hatan, i persa ishto nida, who yashen ben hanashim, ve ishto yishra ben hanashim. So therefore, what's the answer? The answer is that what Tosfot says, "V'yeshkan pat b'salo k'vachimayar rotze hayaba aleha v'chen v'chiparimino hayaba aleha lo mehamda velo hazia." Which means ah, beautiful, beautiful. Which means Tosfot's like a big hadush over here. That's what's saying, this lady over here is not going to see Dam Himud. She's really going to be permissible, this lady. She's really not going to see Dam because she doesn't know if the rabbi is really going to be with her or not. Because she doesn't, he doesn't know how long he's, he's going to stay. When do we say this Dam Himud? When you know Vadai. Mashiach in here, it, it's a solicitation. It's a proposal, but she doesn't know if she's ever going to be with him. So therefore, Tosfot says, if she end, if he ends up being with her, it's okay. She was never she was never in Ida in the first place, and therefore you have no problem with Yehud because she really is not in Ida. But he still has to wait. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's still going to wait, but she's really not in Ida. The says, even if he didn't wait, it's not it's not going to be a problem. Therefore, Lo Mehamadah. That, that's why it says over here, Amin. Read the Tosfot. She Lo Ba'aleha. You didn't always go with her. Lo mehamda. She knows it's sefik. So since she knows it's sefik, she doesn't have dam himud. And therefore, Tosfot, because if you're going to say there was a real dam himud over here, then how could you stay with her at all? You have a problem of Yehud. Ela, there was no problem of Yehud. And there was no problem of dam himud. And therefore, what's the patmissano? Because if he wants to be with her, he can be with her at any time, according to Tosfot. According to Tosfot, you don't have to say like I said in Ashi. In Ashi, I say has to wait seven days. According to, according to Tosfot, you don't have to wait seven days. According to so he can be with her actually right away, and that's the pat besa law. 
I saw the, I saw another answer <coughs> that gets rid of the yehud problem. When do we say it's a problem to have yehud with it with it, with with his with a lady that he married? That's if he was never married before. But if already he had a wife, and Koshikin in this case where the rabbi has a wife at home, so therefore he has pat besalo at home, and therefore we're not worried about the issue of yehud in this. Okay, so that is the Gemara. The Gemara says now, Tana, the B in the Ezer ben Yaakov Omer, Lo Yisa Adam Ishto Vedato Le Garsha, Mishum Shene Emar, Al Taharosh Al Reacha Ra'a, Bu Yoshev La Beta Itach. Person should not marry a lady with intention to divorce her, which means you're not allowed to plot against your friend. And they don't know that you're plotting against them. Here you're going to a lady. She thinks you're going to marry her. Meanwhile, you're married is, you're going to divorce her. Then we shouldn't do that. You're plotting against your friend that thinks you're on good terms. Only problem is, what about these rabbis? These rabbis over here, they were getting married and they got divorced. Explanation is the ladies knew that from the beginning. We're talking about a case where you're tricking the ladies. If you're tricking the lady, she doesn't know. But she, these rabbis, they came along and said, I'm only marrying you for the trip. And then after I'm getting divorced, they accepted it. So they were there. that's why the Gemara is bringing this Gemara over here. That when is it? As soon, it's only when it's a plot, when the lady doesn't know. But if the lady knows from the beginning, there is not going to be a problem. Beautiful. Now we get to the next sugya, Rabotai. The next sugya is sugya of Yerusha. Okay. There's five cases in this uh, story of Yerusha. Today, Rabotai, we're going to do three out of the five cases. So let's go one case at a time. Again, the discussion is, how do you divide Yerusha when you have a sefik in one of the in one of the kids? Let's give case number one. Case number one is the following. Sefik v'yavam, shebao lachlok. Okay, what is that case over here? <coughs> you have the sefik. We don't know if this kid is the child of the husband that died or is he the child of the Yavam. He's the Savik. We don't know if he's the child of the guy that died, obviously, or the Yavam. And now what's, what's the Mahlokit between over here? Between that child and the Yavam. What's their argument? Who gets the money of the deceased? The Safik says, hey, that was my father, and he died, and I am the Yoresh. The money of the deceased belongs to me. The Yavam says, what are you talking about? You're my kid. And therefore, you're my kid. Who gets the money of the deceased? The Yavam. Therefore, my brother who deceased, his money belongs to me. So what are they arguing about over here? The Safik and the Yabam. The Safik is saying, it's all mine. And what is the Yabam saying? It's all mine. That's the two sides of this story. They're arguing on the Nechassim of the Mit. Now let's get the claims. Safik, I'm the son of the Mit. And therefore, V'nikseh didihu. I inherit all my father's money. V'yavam amar at didi at you are my son, and therefore 
ולת לק ולמידה בנכסה. And you have no connection to the nechassim of the deceased. What is the deen in this? Everybody over here is equal. Nobody has a hazakah over here. Nobody is a muhzak. Nobody has any claim better. It's a straight up safik. Have mamona mutal be safik. Umamona mutal be safik. Holkin. The deen is very simple. You have money. Two guys have equal claims. No claim is stronger. Mamona mutal be safik. Holkin. That is case number one. Now you want to read the Rashi. You can read the Rashi over here. Mamona mutal be safik. Each claim is all or nothing. It's all mine and nothing is yours. The other guy says, all mine, nothing is yours. And it's a Zavik. So the bad case over there, nobody's more muzak. Why, why, why is it yours more than mine, by the way? If, if, if I'm the kid, it all belongs to me. You get nothing. Then if you're my kid, then it all belongs to you, you get nothing. So uh, nobody has a bigger claim or a more, more claim of a muhzak. And then we say what? Mamona mutab Holkin. Now we get to case uh, number two. <coughs> now let me speak the case outside first. And then we will read it inside. The case over here, again, the safik. But the safik over here is between not him and his uncle. Or his father, the Yavam, Ella is between him and Bene Yavam, the children of the Yavam. The Yavam died before he took his brother's money. Now you have the Safik, and now you have the children of the Yavam. Now, again, what is the Safik saying? All mine. That was my father that died, and I'm the Yoresh of the guy that died. Therefore, it's all mine. You got nothing to do with it. You're not Yoresh, your uncle. I'm the son. Therefore, it's all mine. And what are they saying? They're saying, you're our brother. Baruch Abba, you're our brother. And therefore, our father is Yoresh, your father. He died, it comes to us. And we all divide the Yerusha equally. Understand the claims over here? Safik is saying, all mine. All mine. And the brother, the kids are saying what? Not all ours, but you're our brother, therefore you divide it equally with us. We have a piece of the action. Let's read it inside. Safek ubnei yavam. The Safek. <coughs> and the children of the Yavam. Shabbat nah, no. huh? cousin. Either it's his cousin or his brother. That's the Safek over here. mitna. They're coming to divide the Nechassim of the men. Safek Amar. What does Safek say? Ha'u gavra bar mitnau. Ha'u gavra means himself. I am the son of the mitna, therefore all the money belongs to me. And therefore, nikseh didihu. B'nei yabam amre, baruch haba, at achinu at. You're our brother. U'minatahu di'itach badat. You have a chelek. You have a chelek, minatah. You have a chelek by us. Want to catch up in the Rashi over here? Rashi says, Safek uh, ubnei yavam. Is that the Rashi we have to read? Oh, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Rashi's going to tell you, in this case, no matter which side, the Safek gets money. It's just how much money. 
So the safek is more muhzak than the b'nei yavam. Because either the safek gets everything as a child of the deceased, or he gets a chelek as being a brother of, uh, of, of the yavam. Now, the children, however, they don't have a, 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 a definite. Exactly. They're just saying, if you're our brother, we get something. But if you're not our brother, we get nothing. So therefore, the Safik is more a muhzak. His claim is a stronger claim than the, than the brothers. Because the Safik is going to get something. The question is how much. Oh, now we're going to see a Mishnah, which the Gemara is going to tell us right now, and the rabbis are going to say, this is exactly like the Mishnah that we found in Perika Anusa, and it says in that Mishnah, you can read it in the Ashif for second Diktani. <laughs> now stop, stop, stop like this, stop right here. What's the case? I'm going to read it in the Gemara in a minute, but we read Rashi, so let's, let's get the case in Rashi first. <clears throat> Rashi says, you have, let's say, you have children of A, and you have children of B. No problem. And now you got this guy, Safek, comes in. And we don't know if he's part of the children of A, or the children of B. So now what happens, <clears throat> each, now, now they're being Yoresh. The children of both sides are being Yoresh. Now this Safek over here, the children of A are going to come along and say, you don't belong to our family, you belong to the family of B. Uh, in English they'll tell them, get lost. And the family of B is going to say, when they're Yoresh, we're not giving you a chilek. you belong to the family of A. Each family can be Doche the Safek, and the, the Safek is in no man's, and it gets nothing. And that's why that she says right over here, the Beneri Shon. The Beneri Shon, Matzkuve, Etzel Beneri Shon, Now let's stop. Let's go the other way. The, the Gemara is going to say, he's not Yoresh anything, by the way. He's not Yoresh. In both families, he gets nothing. But when he dies, when the Safek dies, when the Safek dies, this kid dies, both families will Yoresh him. Because they have equal claims that he belongs to them. <laughs> because listen, when, when he dies, listen, a family says, Now, before they threw him out, that, that, that's the way the word, Rabotai. When you have to pay money, you're not my brother. When you have to take money, now you're my brother. We know the way the word works. So therefore, Kishihu met. Now both families will be Yoreshim. Let's read it in. So now we'll, and we'll see how this applies to our case. Now I'm reading the Gemara. The Gemara says, Sabur Rabbanan Kameh Rab The rabbis thought to say, in front of Rab Misharchia, that what? Maditini. This is the case of the Mishnah. That what? Ditnan. Hu eno Yoresh Otam. He, the Safik, is not Yoresh either families because they could push him away. However, Vehem... Yorshim Oto, but they are Yoresh, him. Vehaka, and in our case, Ipka, which is in the case over here, it's going to be the reverse. Hatam Amrile in the Mishnah, 
what what exactly uh, did the brothers tell him? Aiti the aya uskol. Bring they tell the sefik in the, in the Mishnah case. You want to take our money? Bring us a proof that you're our brother, and we'll give you the money. And you can't bring us a proof. Again, the families of A and B, right? Family A tells the sefik, bring me a proof that you're my brother, and I'll give you the money. And family B says the same thing: bring me a proof that you're my brother, and I'll give you. And he's not bringing a proof, and therefore what? He gets nothing. So similarly, Hacha Amarlihu over here, he's going to say what? Aitura Aya Ushkolu, which means I'm saying I'm the son of the deceased. You want to come along and say that I'm your brother? Bring a proof. <laughs> I'm good. I'm saying I'm the, you want to come along and say that no, we have to split the uh, item? Bring a proof. Just like over there. They, 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 the brothers tell the Safik, bring a proof that uh, uh, you are our brother. Over here, the Safik tells the brothers. The Safik will tell the brothers, bring a proof that I'm your brother. In the meantime, I'm taking the uh, I'm taking the Yerusha. Point is over here, it works with the same the same uh, dynamics. So the Gebarah comes along and says, that was Rabbanah. But we have an answer. We have an answer from the Mishnah. And therefore, it sounds according to the Banan, since they can't bring a proof, he gets everything. The brother, the Sefik will get everything. Why? Because the other brothers come and say, hey, give us, you're our brother. The Sefik will say, prove it. Prove it. In the meantime, I'm saying I'm the son of the deceased. You want to say I'm your brother? Prove it. Just like in the Mishnah, that the, uh, uh, you, you, the brothers can come and tell the Sefik, you want to take our money? Prove that you're our brother. So just like the brothers tell the Sefik, here the Sefik is telling the brothers. It's a similar case, just reverse. Who's telling who? DNA can be... A... The DNA test, they didn't have in those days. Amar of Misharshia. Misharshia says, what are you talking about? Midameh? How are you comparing our case to the Mishnah? Hatam inu vadai v'iyu Sefik. Over there in the case... Of the Mishnah with the with the brothers, inhu the brothers of Vadai Yorshi, which means they know where they're coming from to get the Yerusha from. However, it's the Safik, he doesn't know where he's getting his Yerusha from. Which means the brothers know exactly where they're coming from. They're coming, coming from uh, their father that died. Now, this Safik over there, he doesn't know where he's coming from. He doesn't know if he's coming from uh, uh, a family, uh, his family, or the other. Which means Hatam in the case of the Mishnah. Again, in the case of the Mishnah, we have two families. We have a Sefik in the middle. Uh, that case is different. There, each side knows where the Yerusha is coming from. He's coming in and saying, hey, I, I'm a part of you. Haka idi vi'idi Sefik. But over here, it's a Sefik equally on both sides. Which means, in this case over here, the children of the Yavam and the children of the Safik, it's equal. Which means, even if the Safik doesn't to'en a ta'anat vadai, the children of the Yavam don't know where they're getting the Yerusha from. Read Rashi over here. Right, so let's continue. Ela, idamya If you want to bring a similar case that it's comparable to, the Safik. Which is exactly the same case. We have a Safik, 
and the children of the Yabam, which is our case, case number two, but we're going to call this case number three, but it's the same case, that was Tzafik, Ubnei Yabam, Shebalok Menekse Yabam Gufin, they're coming to get the Nechassim of the Yabam, each one saying what? Ha'atam Amri Aiti Da'ayad Da'achanu At Ushkol, over there, what are we going to say? Over there, the Sefer comes along and says, bring a Ra'ya Da'chona At, bring a Ra'ya that you are our brother, and take. Now let's read Rashi. Read Rashi over here. Dibura Matil Midameh. Right, in the case of the Mishnah, both families know where they're getting Yerusha from. It's just guy Safek jumping in. So you don't know where you're coming from, so jump and go, go away. However, here in our case, of the case of the Safek and the children of the Yabam, Right. The, the Savik doesn't know is he getting it from his father or is he getting it from the brothers, from from, from, from his cousins. He, he, he is a bad guy that he's your ex. He just right. doesn't know the source. He doesn't know the source. For sure he gets, and she's going to point that out in the next session. He doesn't know, he doesn't know, he doesn't know exactly where the money is going to come from. He doesn't know if it comes. That makes him a sabek. The other case, the vaday know where they're being yoresh. At least it makes them better. They know where the money comes from. Family A knows it comes from family A. Family B. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. I appreciate everybody's attention. Okay. Benexei yabam gufei. Read the next rashi. Did I mute you? Next rashi. Benexei yabam gufei. Right, he, he's not Yoresh them, because the Bnei Yavam will say, <laughs> prove that you're uh, our brother. Right, in the, the earlier case, she's the first case. The first case, the most effect, that's my monument. Everybody's equal in that case over here. Now, let, 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 right, let's just discuss this case here. Because the Safik for sure gets something. The Safik and the Bnei Yabam, either he's saying, I get everything from my father, and they're saying, no, you only get a piece. So the piece they have to give him. Because even they're more there than he gets a piece. The only mahloket over here is the difference between the piece and everything else that the brothers are claiming is, the children are claiming is theirs, and the Tzavik is claiming is his. And that's, she has to point that out, that you have to, have to, give, you have to give him the minimum. No, nobody's arguing on the minimum. The mana, that's what she says over here. Ebe and I read it again, that he. Right, so then we come up, we have a big machluk, the banana of Mesharsha. The banana came along and said, no, you give the kid everything. Give the kid everything, it's like the Mishnah. And he came along and said, so no, that Mishnah over there, they know where they're coming from at least. And therefore, Mashiach, the Sefik doesn't know where he's coming from. There was worse. And therefore, give him the mana, and then the rest of the money, it's Mamonu Mutab Sefik, and Mamonu Mutab Sefik, Holkim.